0: super talk mississippi media production joining us now adam cole he covers the auburn tigers for the all the opelika auburn news oanow uh.com uh first off adam as a huge professional wrestling fan how many do you even know who the other adam cole is oh
1: yes oh yes
0: um it's uh it's
1: it's funny actually i uh Ever since high school, um, I've had, there's an account, I think it still follows me, but for about two years, it liked every single one of my tweets. And it was an Adam Cole, like the wrestler fan account. And I had like 200 followers for a really long time, but they were always a guaranteed like, so <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very familiar.
0: All right. So they wouldn't say "bebe" after anything you said or anything like that? You're, you're just, oh. You're- that would happen and yeah. then
1: sometimes you know like you, you get a tweet that picks up and and people reply to it with with that all the time or a gif of him doing that he's got a hand gesture the right boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the boom yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um this is great
0: okay. yeah it's Thanks and it's funny day.
1: too my boss here justin lee is he's a big pro wrestling guy and i've, I've hung out with him a few times to watch wrestling and,
0: yeah there we go <laughs> So yeah, they, it was between you and this other guy, but he was nobody. So, nobody, so. I got a chance to get Adam Cole in there. Um, there you go. Here in Mississippi, one of the things we talked about during the off season with the hiring of Hugh Freeze was last week's game and this week's game. They would have, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you want to say, circled on the calendar, special meaning for Freeze, whatever. Obviously, last week it didn't pan out for them against Ole Miss. Now it's Mississippi State. Do you believe that that Hugh Freeze is playing extra attention, putting extra emphasis on this game because of his own personal feelings. So he got
1: asked about this last week and, and it really got kind of, um, I, I guess it got kind of downplayed and and he really attributed last week, especially to the fact that he's, he had coached against Ole Miss while he was at Liberty and, right. and made that return trip. And if I'm right, this is the first time he's going up against state since, mm-hmm. since he left Ole Miss. Um, but like, for as much as I I would imagine he's probably trying to not play it up, like I would imagine it still carries some weight. One thing that uh, me and another writer here have kind of noticed is he doesn't like he'll get asked about Ole Miss and he won't refer to Ole Miss as Ole Miss. And not in a way that's like the school up north kind of thing, but it it makes you imagine there's still a pretty bad taste in his mouth, I, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he cares definitely maybe a little more about these games, but at the same time, I don't think that's something he's necessarily trying to play up.
0: I asked Zach Arnett about Auburn being one-dimensional yesterday, and he he tried to hit me with they're not one-dimensional. I should have just thrown the stats right back at him because mm-hmm. Auburn is one-dimensional. They, 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 they're mm-hmm. not a very good passing team. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for Auburn to win games if you can slow down their run attack? Um, you
1: know, I, I think, I I don't think there's any like feasible or logical way that, that you point at and you're like, oh, this is, this is how they do it. Cause the one thing that I would say is I I think Auburn's interest entering a really interesting, uh, what's going to be an interesting period for the next few weeks, because they've gone from playing, you know, I, I think three straight ranked teams and and you know four straight SEC teams that have all been kind of in the mix this year if if you want to say that about Texas A&M too um and and now they're at a point where you know I mean they're kind of playing teams that are at the bottom of the conference between state, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, um of course Alabama at the end of the year they're not at the bottom but the, the, I guess these three SEC teams I'm curious to see just like how impactful their defense can be Cause I, you know, they say defense can win you games and, and I don't know that it shows up in the stat sheet a lot, but that's the one thing that I would say is that their defense has been so good. I am curious to see if it, if it takes another step in, in towards improvement and getting even better over the next few weeks. Um, but on offense, no, they're pretty one dimensional and, and I don't, I don't see the passing attack really
0: improving much anytime soon. If you're looking at this Auburn defense, they've they've been good this year. I wouldn't say they've been great, but they they have yeah. been good. Mississippi State last week offensively was just an absolute train wreck uh, and couldn't get much of anything. They, seven points was enough to win. How how if you're if you're on the the MSU sideline, how can they have success against this Auburn defense?
1: Um, I I think the biggest thing is, you know, there there have been a lot of this year when teams find success, uh, they usually find it like through the middle over the air or in the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think you look at Brock Bowers and that's, I think the most glaring case. And part of that too was, you know, Jalen Simpson got injured and, and he had been on him all game and it had been a different story, but you look at like even last week too, it seemed like, uh, when Ole Miss found some success passing, they, they did that a good bit over the middle. It was, that was a really big issue against Texas A&M was they just, especially late kept getting beat over the middle. Um, so that's, that's one place that I think you can really kind of attack this, this, uh, defense is, is especially getting like tight ends involved in the passing game, I think is a really big thing. And, um, you know, the, the other thing too, that's, that's just been sort of an interesting, um, back and forth between the offense and, and defenses that, you know, for about three quarters, Auburn's defense looks really good, but they don't necessarily get that support in terms of long sustained drives from their offense, let alone points on the board to help kind of pad what they're doing. And I I think if, if state can hold Auburn's offense intact, I think you get about three good quarters of Auburn's defense. And then in that last quarter, things tend to fall apart or fall off a good bit uh, for that Auburn defense. And so if if you want to you know, take the air out of the ball and, and I guess kind of just beat them that way. I, I think that's something you can do too, but really the, the biggest thing I've noticed is kind of the tight ends over the middle and, and that sort of mismatch in the passing attack.
0: Well, that's interesting because Mississippi State has not been able to use their tight ends effectively this entire season, so that might be a big plus uh, for Auburn. One of your colleagues on, on the beat wrote an, an article yesterday about the honeymoon is over. Uh, for for Hugh Freeze, I find that really hard to believe because I have to think that Auburn fans knew this was going to be a bit of a struggle this year that that Auburn just didn't have the top end talent to compete with the Auburns and Georges and LSUs. So if they lose this game, I mean that's that's quite a losing streak there for the Tigers. What happens in terms of the fan base for Auburn if if they drop this game?
1: I the the first part you kind of mentioned is interesting to me because I somebody, had mentioned it the other day I would I would be really interested to see the difference between like how many Auburn fans who are frustrated and upset are frustrated and upset with Hugh freeze or how many of them are frustrated and upset because things have been so underwhelming um because I would imagine a lot of it is is probably the latter not that like you know this didn't go to expectation but that things have just been so abysmal in the area where you would expect a Hugh Freeze team to be really good and on that note, if if Auburn loses this game to state um I I think things I think the honeymoon if it's not over is is getting somewhat close to it should they lose because I I would imagine that Auburn has had the state game and the Vanderbilt game circled as like look those are two SEC wins that we need to have in year one um because the other ones have at best looked a lot more like toss-ups if not guaranteed losses and um I would imagine things just, Continue this cycle of of things have felt dire the last few weeks because the offenses has looked clueless and stagnant. And if it doesn't improve at all against uh, an SEC foe that you probably feel like you're equal, if not better than um, I, I would imagine things just this this cycle cont- continues to almost turn into a snowball, so to speak.
0: want to go a little further on that then so so what does that mean does that mean that like going into next season there's real pressure on freeze to to deliver a 9-10 win season I see so that's
1: that's a good point because I I think I don't think he's on the hot seat at the end of this year even if they're like at the floor below the floor and and I would say to some extent that has a good bit of that has to do with recruiting and how well they've been doing in recruiting with this staff um I I think I would imagine that there's a change in offensive coordinator at the end of the year um, unless something miraculous happens in this back half and, and Peyton Thorne turns into, you know, (laughs) I I don't even know what example you want to throw out there, but unless there's a miraculous turnaround offensively, I would imagine that there's some staff change. Um, But even then, like you kind of say, like, I think people are going to be frustrated, but at the same time, like, I don't know that there's necessarily massive pressure for Hugh Freeze to win right now and to really try to compensate next season. Now, this, the, the, um, I'm blanking on what the word would be. I guess the expectation, there's the word. Um, the expectation for next year, I would still imagine is, improvement from a, from a line of like six and six or seven and five. I I would imagine that that's the, the hope. The expectation is that you have at the bare minimum eight wins next year, but at the same time, We'll see where that is at the end of the year. I think I think Auburn's going to learn a lot over the next probably four weeks between these three SEC contests and their New Mexico State game because the, the schedule gets a lot easier. Um, so if, if things can turn around quite a bit, I would imagine some of that pressure kind of comes off wherever it's coming from. Uh, but if it doesn't, I would imagine it, it probably leads to more so staff changes than anything.
0: That's very interesting to think about a guy in just you know his first year, a proven track record he was in a bad situation and the pressure is already that high on him, but that's, that's kind of the Auburn job. Yeah. Uh, Every week on the podcast, when we do it here for Mississippi state, we, we pick an offensive and a defensive player of the game. And then we predict a guy we call our X factor, not necessarily a guy who's going to put up huge stats in the game, but might be a guy you you circle. Like he could make a play that makes a big difference in this one. Who would that player be for Auburn this weekend? So that I, I guess if I had to pick,
1: if I could pick two in terms of X factor, Mm -hmm. it's funny because the first one I would pick, thank you. (laughs) The first one I would pick is Rivaldo Fairweather. And usually he would be like, to me, that is the de facto target in the offense. I think Jay Fair, uh, slot receiver kind of fits that mold too. But um, I, I just think Fairweather continues to come up with probably the most significant, plays in the passing game he had the game-winning touchdown catch against cal he had a late touchdown catch in garbage time last week to finish off what was like auburn's one complete drive in that game and um he he's a guy i would say because if auburn can get it going in the passing game he's probably involved the other guy um is brian Batie, who transferred in from usf this offseason and uh he's a running back but he's five foot five foot short, like five foot eight, five foot seven, very small, uh, reminds you of Deuce Vaughn in that way. But he has been shockingly good between the tackles this year. And he was also an all American kick returner and still returns kicks for Auburn. And um, I think that's just a guy that you probably circle every time, because if he can get it going on the ground, like he's, he's shown he's capable of, he can be really dangerous. And of course he's, he's always dangerous in the return game.
0: I don't really want a prediction here, but what I would say is this: last week when State's playing Auburn, our playing Arkansas, I made the comment. Here's my prediction, but I really don't feel like I have a good feel for this game one way or the other, and, and I didn't, and it certainly didn't play out the way I I thought it would in my head prior to, prior to kickoff. So that's my question. You know, if you want to give a prediction, you can. But do you feel like you have a good feel for this game? Do you feel like you're you're confident in the way you think it will go? Um. I,
1: my short answer is no. Mm-hmm. And my less short answer is that it's going to be ugly. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be the one place where I'm like, okay, that's, I think it's going to be ugly. Uh, but also that's not saying too much. If I did have to give you a prediction though, and and not that I could really pinpoint what the score would be other than low um, it, 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 it always feels so cliche to come back to this, but I, I do think that there's an advantage for Auburn when they play at home. I, I think that environment has, has helped them quite a bit. And also they performed a lot better at home this year. And And so I, I do think that like things lean more in favor of Auburn. Um, But at the same time, like I certainly, like you said, I didn't expect that Mississippi state Arkansas game to go the way it went last week. And so I wouldn't be shocked if, if state, comes out and surprises me and manages to granted not that it would be a surprise to to hold Auburn's offense to so few points but um you know i I would not be shocked if state won but i I would give a slight advantage in advance to Auburn I guess is what I would say
0: we'll see what happens uh Saturday at Jordan Hare Stadium last time Mississippi State was there one of the craziest comebacks we, we we've ever seen I don't know that we'll have the same kind of fireworks uh with these two offenses on uh on saturday but we'll see what happens adam cole uh like auburn news oanow.com thanks my man I appreciate your time awesome thank you brian a super talk mississippi yeah. media production